Welcome to Focus on 2025. I'm at Micah Moore in Singapore, and with me are my two partners, Chris Beaumont in Japan and Chris Riley in the United States. Focus on 2025's expertise is in the strategic development of leadership narratives so as to help business prepare for the opportunities that will emerge by 2025. Ethics, culture, and the power of transformation will be at the heart of the changes which are coming for all businesses. And in previous podcasts, we discussed how attracting and retaining talent was going to be, and in many cases already is, a key leadership challenge. So, Chris Beaumont, do you believe that technological innovation will help? On the one hand, Mike, yes, because you've got access to information uh, from anywhere. And so if you have the right ecosystem, you can have online training. And then on the other hand, no, because technology innovation doesn't necessarily provide work. So we'll see a dichotomy, I think, going forward. There'll always be in-demand skills, and those typically will be possibly new skills, and they will perpetuate and so people will be in and those will be out, in demand or not. I think other thing consideration is the 100-year life idea. We need to create environments where it becomes acceptable to relearn and have multiple careers. So I think I'm going to have a problem. We've got to remember how to learn and then we've got to learn how to forget and accept that the traditional three-stage notion of our working lives, education, work, retirement, is going to need to be structured differently. I would have had a different life if I knew I was going to be working actively to 90. You know, my 40s may have been somewhere else. And we only need to, I just see it every day because I, I look at the super aging society in Japan. So I think there's tremendous positive attitudes for this future, but I think there's got to be some coherent changes in thinking, in infrastructure and mentality that complement technology. So, Chris Riley, building on this, do you agree that people may have multiple careers? And if so, how do you see the on-the-job learning, which is very common in Japan, uh, changing? Well, um, I think we have to separate out the acquisition of skills from the idea of lifelong learning. I mean, they're kind of one is a subset of the other in a way, and and I think the notion of having a career like my father had a career, joined when he was 19, retired when he was 65, still alive today at 93. Uh, that kind of career is obviously just basically history now. So I think it's more a case that we'll have multiple jobs or multiple types of work rather than multiple careers. A career is something that a person has and it can take many different forms. So one of the things that I think is interesting is that the skill sets you, you need to do a certain kind of work are actually quite easily um, learned. It's not actually that hard to reskill. So you can be attracted to another company because the skills that you have at this company are fading. And another company says, hey, we'll train you on the job and off you go. And now you're going to repurpose your talent, which I see as a continual. So we all have talent, but then we vary our skills. So hopping around jobs doesn't mean to say you're having multiple careers. That would be my first thing. And within that, um, it's perfectly clear from the job market that uh, a, a company that can offer skill training 
to do something different is going to win the battle for, for that talent. The second thing is, if you talk to people under 30, um, is uh, lifelong learning, which, which to those individuals, as far as I can tell, sits alongside of, is connected to, but it's actually quite different, which is how can I as a human being grow over time? and acquire new interests and new learnings, things that make me have a far better time. And what you're seeing, um, particularly in the developed nations, if you like to call them that, is that in the war for talent, there is a rebellion against the idea that work is life, which, of course, is an extremely American idea, um, but uh, a rebellion against the notion that the, the, the place of work or the company you work for defines everything in your world. People want something different to that. Pandemic is it's one of the trends we all know that the pandemic has accelerated. So lifelong learning to me is all about hopping around doing different skilled uh, work, which I think is natural and will continue and will grow in importance. And at the same time, evolving your own life. So it may be that you're, you're, you're going to college. Maybe I just did, I mean, I'm 63. I just did a University of Cambridge course, not because it was uh, central to my work, but because I was really interested. That kind, of, and they had, by the way, uh, three thousand people at a thousand dollars a head doing that course. So, I think you're going to see uh, a big change. But one of the, I know one of the important things is you can't, in the future, expect somebody, for example, in the United States, to drop fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars on a university education which guarantees them, quote, a career, when in fact, A, it doesn't, and, uh, and B, you, you, you want to get going earlier and acquire that knowledge later. And that's one of the big challenges facing the learning institutions, as you know. So, so what this, this implies is that such a focus on lifelong learning means there is really a very new urgency for strategic narratives which are grounded in a positive vision of sustainable business beyond 2025, and that continuous talent development must become more the norm. And that is something we will continue to discuss on Focus on 2025.